0: you're tolerating the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and eat food sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she refuses to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her onto a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her I will throw into great tribulation unless they repeat and repent of her works and i will strike her children dead and and all the churches will know that i am he who searches the minds and heart and i will give to each of you according to your works but to the rest of you in thyatira who do not hold to this teaching who have not learned what some call the deep things of satan to you i say i do not lay on you any other burden only hold fast What you have until I come. The one who conquers. Who keeps my works until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations. And he will rule over them. With a rod of iron. As when earthen pots are broken into pieces. Even as I myself have received authority from my father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear. Let him hear what the spirit says. To the churches, our heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, this warning this instruction to the, thir- the to the church here in, in Thyatira, higher father we we understand God that it applies to us today and I, Lord I ask if there be any any areas of our life in which Lord we idolize or we worship other things that god we would we would throw that out today by by your holy power, Lord, we know that your your son's death on the cross, which we have celebrated today and remembered that, that shed blood washes us of those sins. Lord, help us to walk holy today. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. and we leave here different than when we came. May we leave here a church that is on fire for you in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I look at this passage, and I think so much of the time, what what is this saying to me? I, I, I've kind of been in this whole Revelation mode ever since we went to Turkey and we came back. Uh, you know, we're driving across Turkey and I'd pull up on my phone. And I'm reading Revelation two and three. I'm reading all through there, just you know, just taking it all in. And Turkey and in all its beauty, there's that there's that shame that you almost pick up too, because all these churches that we're reading about here, they're all laying on the ground now. They're just rocks. In church, as your pastor, I, I don't think God's will for you and I today is that we just end up being a pile of rocks here in a 100 years or so. I think his 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 goal for us, his desire for us, is that we continue to bring him, worship whatever comes. No matter what the government does. No matter how many balloons China sends over us. No matter if the Cowboys make the playoffs or not. They won't, they didn't. <laughs> but all this stuff, no matter what comes our way, right? We understand that our God is good and his desires for us to follow him. We talked about Pergamum last week and, and Pergamum, it was one of my favorite sites that we went to, but Thyatira was about 40 miles to the southeast of this place. We kind of just drove through the area. Again, there wasn't a whole lot to see there because it's, it's, it's all underground, probably. One day they'll probably have more things to look at. But at Thyatira, we know that uh, it was the least important of the seven cities that John writes to. It's not the most important city there. That, that city wasn't known for anything in particular because it didn't really have fortified walls. Um, back then, if you didn't have fortified walls, um, it was a bad deal. It's kind of like not having, you know, uh, virus protection on your computer or something like that, right? Uh, it, you let all, the enemy in and the enemy could destroy. That's really kind of the, the story of Thyatira is that they, they weren't real good about keeping the outside influences in. And he kind of transposed over into this church. We understand that the church was doing things. Jesus tells the church, hey, you're doing great things, but you're letting stuff come in. You're letting things happen that shouldn't be happening. And it's a call to you and I today to understand that we need to walk in holiness. We need to seek holiness that if your preacher gets up here and I preach anything but the word of God, you need to kick me off the stage. That if there's anything we do in this church that's not based upon the gospel, it's not based in the word of God, it's not based on what God would have for us, it needs to go. attire they apparently did some things right, but they did some things wrong. And Jesus is telling them, he's warning them, hey, you need to get rid of this false teaching there. You need to get rid of it. That attire was this, uh, uh, I said it wasn't real powerful, but it was a really big trade center, that there was a lot of things that went on there, a lot of trade guilds. Um, I don't know if anybody here is a a member of like a, uh, you know, some kind of trade guild or something like that. Maybe you're a counselor and you're a member of the, you know, the American Association of Counselors. Or if you're a preacher, you're a, you know, a member of uh, McDonald's Coffee Club or something like that. You know, we all like a member of all these groups, right? And, and they had the same thing there. But the problem that, that really ran into is that the new believers might be a, a, a metalworking guild or glassworking guild or something like that. And they, they would join these guilds, but in those guilds, they would actually still have a whole lot of this pagan ritualistic worship. And the people would go along with it because they didn't want to lose money. They wanted to keep their jobs. And that, that mindset within the leadership within the church... Went into the church and then the church began to do similar things. They begin to invite things into the church that should never be there. It shouldn't happen. It's it's not something that's in God's plan for us. But it was that center of trade. And 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 Paul's first convert that we read about in in, in Philippi, which was uh in Philippians, I'm sorry, was this lady named Lydia. You guys remember Lydia? Lydia was from this place. She was a, a trader of purple cloth. And so you see that this was like a very like prominent thing that happened in that part of the world that they were all about producing. Even in Turkey today, they're all about production. I've never seen so much production. It puts America to shame when you would drive through cities and they would have all these places that were making things. I I look at that and I think, well it's still it's still there, but but the, the tragedy in Thyatira is that the church is not there. It's a very pagan place. It's a very it's a very dark place. As our missionary said, it's a very Uh sweet darkness. It's a beautiful place, beautiful people, beautiful all of this, but there's no Jesus. Nobody's preaching Christ. And here we are, modern day worship, coming to church, modern day Americans. We have all this that we have going for us. We can, you know, even drink these. Isn't that bread just wonderful? I mean, it's just something. I don't know what they make this out of. I, I'm pretty sure it's I don't know. I don't know, cardboard or something like that. You know, but but it's not the it's not the case though, right? I mean, we do this, you know, thanks to COVID. But but the symbolism today that we did in the Lord's Supper is it's not religion. It's we're really stopping and thinking about the broken body of Christ. We're thinking about His shed blood and how that was for our sins. It's for our Eternal life—it comes through that. People in Thyatira, even to this day, they don't do that. We have this ability to come today and to and to be changed by God. You guys are hearing a message right now that's, I believe, from the from the Lord. It's not Brother Daniel; it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking to your hearts. According to legend, Thyatira had been founded as a shrine to the sun god Apollo. Uh, you know, you kind of you kind of get this sense of. Uh, of a significance here when Jesus, in a minute, he calls himself the Son of God. Jesus, when he speaks to these churches, remember, he's, he's speaking specifically to them. Like, they understand that he's talking to them. And so when Jesus says, I am the Son of God, which, by the way, he's never said that in the book of Revelation thus far. Uh, in the Gospels, you hear about the Son of God, the Son of God, the Son of God. But here in Revelation, we don't really hear the Son of God until he talks to the church in Thyatira. And it was significant to them because they worshiped God. And so he's basically telling them, hey, that's fake. I, I'm the son of God. Not Apollo, not, not any of this other stuff. I am the son of God. And so listen to me. Listen to who I am. Jesus identifies himself as the son of God, who has eyes like a flame of fire and his feet are like burnished bronze. I think it's significant with the burnished bronze. Uh, Thyatira was also known for, for producing coins and metal. And so that was something that they understood that this idea of metalwork and that he's something that that is to be revered. Is to be revered. Psalm chapter two. We're not going to read that today, but you know the psalmist there he writes that you are my son today, and I've begotten you. We we have this whole thought that we need not forget. Church, I want everybody to hear this: is that Jesus is not just a religious figure, but he's really the son of God. He's that he's that son. the trinity the father the son the holy spirit is it important that we understand doctrine and we try to understand the trinity you bet it is we are we are trinitarian by definition and we believe that there's these you know these three who's and one what in the godhead and jesus is not just a prophet he's not just some dude writing a letter but he is the son of god and if we could get that in our heads, that we're not just following some religious leader, some political leader, but guys, we're following the son of God. We're not just saved by some medicine or some kind of vaccine or something. We are saved by the blood of the lamb. It's important. It's important that we know that today. And, and, and Jesus is writing to him. He's like, basically, hey, wake up. Wake up, Thyatira. Remember who I am. I am the son that came for you. I don't know how much of the time we really spend thinking about the importance of really looking at Jesus in the right way. Jesus isn't just somebody that you go to to get things, by the way. Okay? I'm going to go talk to Jesus, right? I'm going to go talk to Jesus and he's going to give me something. He's going to give me that new truck. You know, last night... uh, yeah, we we think about it, but but our dog. Uh, I was I was I feel really bad about this. I was giving my dog a haircut, and I kind of nipped my dog with some scissors. Ooh, it just makes me sick to think about it. Poor little girl. She didn't even yelp. I yelped, but she didn't. But last night we're sitting there, and like two or three times, Jerry just stops and prays for our dog. You know, she he knows that he can. T- and he was like upset, like visibly upset. I I don't want her to have a boo boo. We're like, no, we don't want her to either. <laughs> But we have a God that we can reach out to. We can talk to Jesus. But guys, Jesus is worthy of our worship. Jesus is worthy to be followed. He's not just someone you go to and say, "Well, I want this." Everybody here goes to a fast food restaurant and you get food, and you're so happy when that food comes through the window, right? That that wonderful sack with the grease on the bottom, and you're hoping that McDonald's gives you those extra little Godsend fries. You know that that I didn't pay for those. Those are you know I'm I'm putting it to McDonald's today, right? Amen. We we get so excited when people give us stuff like that, but we don't worship those people, do we? I mean, I really hope you don't, you know, worship people at McDonald's. I hope that's not your normal everyday life. But when it comes to Jesus, He's not just someone we ask things of, but He is God, and so we worship Him today. Again, we're not just doing a religious thing. Well, remember that time Jesus died? No, this is the cornerstone of who we are. As your pastor, I couldn't do anything if He didn't do what He did. I can't do it now, but can you imagine if Jesus didn't die? I couldn't do it. And it's the same with you. You could not do it. It is not by our works that we're saved. The church in Thyatira, they were trying to do it on their own. Well, surely we can incorporate these other kinds of worship, these other kinds of cultural things. I hear that in the church all the time today. People think they're talking about, you know, in other churches, not here, but people bringing in false teachings. We're trying to redefine sexuality in our world, and there's whole denominations of churches that are going to say, oh, that's okay. I heard that a pastor this week said that, you know, basically we need to get out of the Old Testament and we need to quit harping on homosexuality in the church. And I'm thinking, it's not about harping on people. It's about calling out sin because it's not God's will. I mean, how loving of a people are we if we don't tell people that they're wrong? That this is not God's will for their life. I mean, if that's the case, then we're we're, going to quit preaching about stealing, right? We're going to quit preaching about murdering. We're going to quit preaching about this stuff because we don't want to offend anyone. We want everyone to come here and just feel happy. But the truth of the matter is, guys, even as your pastor, I come here and I get offended every Sunday. You guys were singing this morning that, that, you know, the the Holy Water song. That song gets me, man. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I love that. And I think we forget that the love of God needs to feel that way. Don't just say, well, I come to church and all, you know, the the seats are too too hard, the preacher's too loud, or the music's too long, whatever. We talk about these kinds of things within churches that people say. Here's the thing, when you come to church, you come to worship Jesus. When you walk your daily life, you're worshiping Jesus. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of every song that we can sing, amen. Yells worship, man, just spoke to me this morning. But I'm looking here in this passage, in verse 25, the first thing I would say this morning is that there's there's some things that are important for you and I today to the church in Thyatira. Verse 25, he says this. He goes, um, that that basically we need to hold fast. Verse 25, only hold fast to what you have until I come. He he's not trying to complicate things. The the people in Thyatira are a little probably a little bit like you and I. They're a little bit simple. And he says, Only do this. Hold fast. That's all you gotta do. Hold fast. Keep doing what you're doing. Hold fast to the teachings, right? And so the importance of holding fast is very important. Church, what do we do now? What should we be doing now in our own lives when it comes to following Jesus? Hold fast. I have no doubt that in this place today, there are people who were saved when you were like 10 years old, right? I was nine. I got you beat. But I was nine years old, right? Somebody to say, well, I got saved when I was seven. It doesn't matter. Praise God we're saved, right? But I remember at nine years old, I was saved. Um, that something fundamentally changed in my life. I didn't understand it all, you know? I When it came to, like, you know, like, baptism, we, we had a conversation last week with a young lady, and it was like, yeah, I, we understand as much as we can at that age, right? But something fundamentally in me changed, and I've never been the same since the age of nine. I had not been perfect. I haven't walked like I always should, but here's what I do know is that I am his, and he is mine. And there's an importance to hold true, to hold fast to what we've been taught. Church, going into 2023, we don't go through here and change our theology. Going through in 2023, we don't accommodate sin in the church or in our own lives. If there's something in your life that shouldn't be there, get rid of it. There's there's a lot to be said about holding fast. One thing when we hold fast, I want you guys to think of it like this. Um, I watched some watched movies this week. There, there's... Uh, there's a series of movies. Uh, you guys are going to think I'm a nerd, but there's a series called The Lord of the Rings. And so being snowed in, what did we do? <laughs> we watched The Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know, like pretty much, yeah, we are nerds. And, and I'm like, and, and like we're stopping it and talking about, oh, hey, did you know this? Did you know Tolkien said this? You know, we're just like, you know, going into all this kind of stuff. Um, hey, that's, a very, much, that's a very much of a picture of Christ and all this. So we don't just watch it. It's probably kind of annoying to watch. We tried to watch... Uh, Dances of Wolves. The other night, and I think we were annoying Jet because we're like, "No wait, Hey, watch this! Watch this!" And we're like repeating the words because I know like every word to that movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't she write? You know, I mean, we're we know all of this, right? We know these words, but we're watching the Lord of the Rings, and there's these battles going on, and you can feel the pain in the people, you know. When Frodo is is walking all the way to Mordor, there's like pain in him, like literally. If you look at his neck, they took the time to put the like scars from the chain of the of the ring itself. You don't know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. I'm a nerd. But in this movie, I see the pain and the suffering and all of that. But during the battle scenes, that if the people would hold tight, they did more work together. If they stayed together in, 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 a, in a group, they did more together. And church, it's the same for you and I today. Do we need the church today? I've heard people say, we well, don't need the church. Okay, technically, you can be saved and not have the church. But here's the thing. When we all come together as one in Christ, that's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. When we come together and we hold tight to the teachings of Jesus, that's powerful. Wednesday nights so nice, I get together with some people and we have Bible study here. And, and it's like, you might have 10 or 15 people here. That's about all you have. That's okay because what we're doing is powerful. If there's one person that shows up on a Sunday morning, it's okay because that's powerful. To hold fast to the teachings, to continue to remember the Lord's Supper. I, I told you guys years ago. I had a guy come up uh, in my previous church, and he told me that I need to quit preaching about the blood of Jesus so much. And, and like, really, he was he even you know, at other times told me that 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 the Lord's Supper, that communion, that the Lord's table, it's it's offensive to him. We don't. He didn't want to think about blood. That it's gross, and that the society doesn't understand that. You think the society doesn't understand the value in blood? Go up and cut somebody and see what happens, you know? What happens to that person? They're they're gonna respond. There's value in blood. So when you when you think about the value of the blood of Jesus, we don't pull back from that. We don't pull back from true doctrine. Guys, here's the thing the importance of holding fast is vast. It is it, it's 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 very important today that you remember what you've been taught. When Jesus riding to that church, he says, only hold fast. I don't have all the answers for you as far as like. You know, maybe exactly well. I do have all the answers, but you're not going to understand them anyways. But here's what you can not understand: Hold fast, church. Are we holding fast today? And I don't mean just sitting on our hands and just waiting for things to happen. But as a church, are we coming together? Are we, are we taking time to do, to do what the Lord's called us to? Are we holding fast? First Thessalonians uh, chapter five, uh, Paul's writing there and he tells them, he says, we ask you brothers to respect those who labor among you. He goes on, he says, be at peace among yourselves, right? He says, we urge you brothers to admonish the idle, to encourage the faint-hearted, to help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Hold fast. What can we do going into an unsure time? We hold fast. When you're, when you're growing uh, churches, when you're growing youth groups, when you're growing ministries, when you're growing a worship team, we've got to get a bigger stage. When we're doing all this kind of stuff, you know, we have to understand today that we have to hold fast to what is true. Don't let anything pull you to the left, to the right. Which by the way, we're not we're not political, we're saved, right? We're not religious, we're saved. And really the word saved is kind of a hard word. I think for me it's it doesn't really explain what Jesus has done for us. Because it's not just saved, is it? It's like eternal salvation, right? You're saved and it's like good forever. It's like going to Chick-fil-A and you never have to pay for it again. Except on Sundays. I've really thought about it the the people at Chick-fil-A are so friendly. I'm just like, you know what? Jesus told me to tell you that this is a free meal. And see what they would say. They'd probably say, what's my pleasure, right? I don't know if that would work or not, but I thought about trying it. So I think Jesus wants me to eat Chick-fil-A. Just not on Sunday because that's a sin. But there is an importance to holding fast. The other thing I would say is that there's a beauty in perseverance. This church has been here how long? Long time, right? That's beautiful, right? But when you look at the picture of the entirety of God's church, how long it has persevered. I mean, the church has, has lasted through civil wars. The church has lasted through, um, through, you know, World War I, World War II, right? It's lasted through uh, things way before that. The church is persevering not because of you and I, not because of people, but because of a God who's worth holding fast to. He's worth holding fast to there's a beauty in that. Like what John Piper says, he says, life is wasted if we do not grasp the glory of the cross. Cherish it for the treasure that it is and cleave to it at the highest price of every pleasure and the deepest comfort in every pain. What was once foolishness to us, a crucified God has now become our wisdom and our power and our only boast in the world. The only thing you and I have to hold on today is a crucified Lord who's now risen. There's a great show on TV. I, I watch it a lot, and I agree and I disagree with it. There, it, it it's called The Naked Archaeologist. anybody ever watched this show? So as, as a Jewish man, it's not naked like you think. Get your minds out of the gutter. But but he he's he's taking archaeology down like to its final you know to to the, to where it needs to go. It's not just I mean he's basing it on you know the Bible. He's basing it on like historical Josephus stuff that kind of thing. And it's cool because he goes in there and he's talking about things that maybe sometimes we have questions about in the Bible. Why did this happen? Well, this is why. But, but in that show, you know, he, he talks about this idea of, of, of just finding the truth. Like, he wants to know why this happened in this way and why this was significant in the Bible. And, but but there, was a, there was a point in the show where there was a, a guest speaker or whatever on the show that was saying basically that, well, you know, Jesus didn't really raise from the dead. That Christianity's new because everybody else worshipped a God who was alive, and here are Christians who are worshipping a dead, crucified God. And I'm like, there's nothing further from the truth than that. I don't worship a dead God. If anything, everybody else in the world, they worship a non-existent God. A God that hadn't even breathed before. You know, that the Romans, and there was this whole idea of emperor worship in Rome, right? And these Roman emperors, they thought they were gods. Uh, you, you get into uh, the Egyptian lines there, and those people thought they were gods. Cleopatra, Ptolemy, all these people thought they were gods, but guess what? They weren't. But you and I, we worship, we are saved, we are redeemed by the Son of God. And there's a beauty when you and I persevere. Don't give up. Don't give up. Hold fast. Persevere. And you may be saying, Well, what why? How how? Our beauty is in our crucified God that He came and He died for us so that we could bring Him honor and glory. Am I worthy of it? Nope. He is though. And he makes it possible for you and I to do things. And so how do we endure? Well, verse 29, Jesus tells them how to endure, right? Look at verse 29. If we hold fast, if we continue in the works until the end, he says, I will give him the morning star. That's verse 28, verse 29. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. How do we get through life? Are you listening? Some of you are like, I missed that. Say it again. How do we get through life? Listen. The scriptures teach us this, that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Some of you are saying, Daniel, I don't know if I have enough faith to, to hold fast. I don't know if I have enough faith to continue to persevere in my life for Christ. Here's the thing. We all reach points like that in our life, but here's what you need to know. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. And here's the thing, without faith, guess what? It's impossible to please God. Your works, I could get up here and preach two-hour sermons, and I know you guys would love that, right? You're like, man, we need more than, like, you know, an hour and a half. We need two hours, right? No, I'm just kidding. So the visitor's like, wait, an hour and a half? What? I could get up here and preach all day long. We could sing for, for hours and on end. We could give all of our money. We could even give our bodies to the poor. We could do all of this stuff. But if it's not based in a faith to God, it doesn't mean anything. Faith, powered by love, of course, as Paul talks about later. But faith, in what? Faith in God, faith in the Son, faith in a God who says, you know what? If you just have ears and listen, you can have what I, I promised you. But I don't know about you guys, the older I get, I could really care less like how big my mansion is in heaven. I could really care less if there is one at all. I know the Bible teaches, you know, Jesus says, I go and prepare a place for you. There's all these teachings like that. Um, You know, but I'm kind of like maybe going back to my, my kid, my kid years where I remember the church that I grew up in. They sung this song, you know, Lord, build me just a cabin in the corner of Glory Land. Like, I don't care where I live when I go to heaven. Because honestly, I'm probably not going to be living in any house. I'm going to be face down on my face, <laughs> worshiping God. Holy, holy, holy. God, you, you're you so wonderful. And the way that we endure, how do we do that? What's how do, How's the way we endure? We listen. He who has an ear, let him hear. Guys, if you got ears today, are you listening? God's telling you not just to listen to this story of these letters to these churches in a faraway land. God is speaking to your hearts today and he's saying, listen, listen, endure, persevere, hold fast. That's what God wants for First Baptist. The Lord's blessing us. You guys realize that? Man, I love coming here because I got all these beautiful faces I get to look at every week. And sometimes y'all listen to me. I know. And my brother back there, I'd mentioned, hey, y'all better go to the grocery store. And I went to the grocery store and guess who was there? <laughs> we were stocking up on the finest of processed foods, you know? It's awesome. We didn't die, did we, man? <laughs> we survived that ice. Here's what we need to know. That there's an importance to holding fast. There's a beauty in perseverance. But guys, the way we endure is not by our own power. It's not by you and I pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, but it's you and I glorying in the cross, remembering what he has done for us and doing what he's called us to do. Do you serve a God like that today? I mean, I pray that when you think of Jesus, that's that's what you think of, a God who makes it all possible. And all we got to do is listen. All we got to do is listen. And I know this day and age, we don't like to listen. We're like, I don't want to listen. But when we hear the word of God, we know that Beautiful things can happen. If I was to recap the, the churches that we've talked about, you guys you know we've been in Ephesus, we've been in Smyrna, we've been in Pergamum. Today we're in Thyatira. These churches all kind of have one message, that, a couple messages I think that we need to recap on. Because this is important for you and I today. We need to love one another greatly. Look around you. Do you love these people? Right? Do you love them? Well, I know they're kind of annoying, but do you love them? We should love each other. The scripture is that we love one another as he has loved us, right? That as Christians, what are we defined by? Are we defined by the sign on the door? No, we're defined by our love. They'll know we're Christians by our big Baptist cross. No. They'll know, they'll know we're Christians when we have lights on the stage. No, they're going to know we're Christians by our love. They're going to know that. See why it's important to hold fast? We need to be steadfast in persecution and suffering. Do you think we'll ever go through persecution here? We started the uh, the chosen like season three last night. And um, Jesus tells his disciples that he's about to send them out two by two. I'm not telling you anything because it's already in scripture. So settle down. But they go out two by two, right? He says about two by two. And like, you can see the fear in these guys' eyes. They're like, wait, what? You're... He says, you know, he tells them, he says, you guys are going to go out. You're going to proclaim the truth. You're going to heal people. And you're going to cast out demons. And they're like, okay, wait, what, what'd you say? What was that last part you said there? Cast out demons, heal people. And Jesus is like, yeah. Just hold fast to what you've been taught. And I listened to that. And I like, it brought tears to my eyes. Cause I'm thinking Jesus was talking to his disciples who were not qualified in any way to do what they did. They were not qualified in any way. But he called them, and the same message he sends to Thyatira is the same message he sends to us today. You know what? I'll equip you. I'll give you the power that you need. I'll, I'll, I'll be there with you. And, and those, so those guys, they go out, you know, and we know by scriptures that they go out, and two by two, Jesus tells them to go out to do this. And if people don't listen to you, do what? I like this part. Shake that dust from your feet and just go on. Don't worry about it. Don't waste your time there. Go somewhere else. In other words, God has another place for you that there's going to be profitable work. Because they were doing this work. They were preparing the way. And church, here's the thing. Our mission hasn't changed a whole lot. Jesus is telling us to go out into the world. Do you guys agree to that? We can sit here all day. We can worship all day. We can pat each other on the back. But if we're not taking the gospel outside of these doors, we're missing it. We're missing it. Why are we doing this? Because we're preparing people for Jesus's return. You guys remember that, right? Jesus is coming back. Man, we ought to be thinking about that every day. Jesus is coming back. And so not only do we love each other greatly, but we stand fast in persecution that may come our way. Jesus told them, hey, some of you guys, you may die. And they're like, wait, what? (laughs) We're going to die? That doesn't make any sense. But in our deaths, we can be we can be doing a work for the Lord as well. And we understand that our life is not tied just to this world, but we've been given eternal life that goes on for eternity in the very presence of God. Hold firmly to the truth. We've been talking about that today. Live a life of absolute and moral purity. Some of the other churches dealt with that. dieter. they dealt with that. Guys, are we practicing purity? Are we making the best choices with our time? I love Facebook as much as the next person, right? It's the best place to go to get caught up on, uh, you know, where the balloon's at and things like that. We're looking for, you know, balloon 2.1 this week, right? Is China going to send another balloon over? What's going to happen? Honestly, we need to be seeking things in our life that are maybe just a little bit more pure even than Facebook. Maybe that's not the place that we need to be going to all the time. Maybe we need to be going to this. Because remember what we said earlier? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Are we listening? Are we focusing on this like we should? Because if we're not doing that, if we're not equipping ourselves, if we're not saying, God, be the God of my life, there's going to be false teachers come our way. I've seen them sneak in before. You know, False teachers come into a church and, and it can cause problems. We need to be aware of what we're being taught. And if they're teaching anything apart from the word of God, then we turn it off. You listen to a preacher at home and he's telling you, man, you're good. Turn him off because you're not. Well, Daniel said, we're not good. You're not good. Jesus said, there's no one good. None of us. Thanks be to God. We can have peace with him. If we'll hold fast, if we'll persevere. And guys, the way to it is listening. The way that we do this is continue to listen. And if I was to give you homework as you go from this place today, I would say this. Practice listening. Cuz a lot of times we go to prayer to God and it's all about us. Sometimes prayer is just listening to God. God, would you speak to my heart? That in this moment, God, would you speak to me what what is it that you want me to hear today, God? Here's a promise I can make you. If you'll listen to God, He'll talk to you. And I'm not saying it's like a physical voice. Some people have that. I've never had a physical voice, but the Lord has spoke to me in ways that I can't even understand. I can't really comprehend. But I know He speaks to me, and primarily He speaks to me through His word. And when I'm going through tough times or I'm, I've, got a, I've got a battle ahead of me, I've got something I need to figure out. Then when I look into the Word of God, it teaches me exactly what I need to know. Church, are we holding fast? Do we have a plan to persevere no matter what? If COVID comes back and we have to shut down, what are we going to do? We're probably not going to shut down because nobody's scared of COVID anymore. Like, ah, whatever. We've all went back to licking door handles again. You know, we've just, they're like, we don't care anymore. <laughs> we're just, we're just just—we're at that spot, right? Some of y'all are like, some of y'all are like, no, I'm really scared of COVID. Yeah, we should be scared. COVID's a scary thing. It is. I'm not making light of it. But there could be a number of things that could come our way that could really thwart or try to thwart what we do here. What do we do? Hold fast. Man, if anything, when when, uh, when tough times come, we just get closer to our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We just get closer. We all draw together and we become a people who who fight by the power of the Lord. Our persecution is going to come? Yeah. I, I really believe that the longer that we live, that the more we're going to face things like from the government side, or society's side. The Christians, we're already facing that, aren't we? But I'm not just talking about people not liking your Facebook posts. What I'm talking about is an actual persecution of the church. What are we going to do during those times? Hold fast. Jesus told them, only hold fast. Persevere. Listen. I feel like Jesus, in writing these letters, he's like looking at his little three-year-old, holding his face. Listen to me. You know? My son is super intelligent. But sometimes you got to get a hold of his face and say, hey, look at me. Look at my lips. And then he does, right? Man. I pray we hold fast, don't you? I pray we persevere. That's, that's our plan. That's, that's where we're at as a church. That's where we should be. Because the promise, and here's, I like this. You guys want to, y'all want to end on a good note tonight? If we do this, we endure by his grace. That if we do this, guess what? I'm going to see all of y'all forever. For better or for worse, you're going to see me. Amen. We're going to be together. I've got brothers and sisters in Christ that I may never see again on this planet, but I will see them again. People that I've served side by side with in ministry that have, you know, we've moved, gone other places. i got brothers and sisters in Christ who are serving around the world, Right? And Joni and I, we follow a friend of mine, her and her husband are in Nicaragua. I'll probably never see them people again. But I know where I will see them. Right? There's people that have passed on. You lost anybody close to you? Any believer in Jesus Christ that died? And I got a bunch of those. Let's endure. Let's endure because, guys, this life, (laughs) there's so much more to existence than what we see here. Father, we love you. Your message to us is beautiful, God. It's a reminding to us that that we need you. And apart from you, God, we have nothing. God, help us to hold fast. Help us to, to persevere, to continue in the work that you've started in us and not to turn to the left or to the right. But Lord, may we just turn to you. God, we got ears this morning. God, I pray we're listening. Father, open my ears to hear you cl- more clearly. or maybe me to be what you would want me to be. That through thick or thin, through fire, through famine, through whatever that comes our way, God, I pray that you would, you would continue to speak to us as I know you will. God, I pray today If there would be anyone in this place who does not know you. Anyone may be listening to this later. God, if they don't know you, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be speaking to their heart. Because, God, we know that we all fall short of your glory. All of us, sin kills, but you bring life. And, Lord, if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that you are Lord, we will be saved. Father, would you call people to repentance and right living today? We love you, God, in your holy name. Amen.